everyone. Welcome to another broadcast of the Clarion Call Show. I'm your host, Minister Jonathan Simmons, and we thank God for those of you who are watching us or listening to us on various platforms, whatever they may be. Big shout out to those of you who might be watching us on Facebook, those of you who are watching on YouTube, either live or on demand, and those of you who might be listening on legendary WIGO AM1570, uh, Pace Setter AM1570 in the Atlanta area. So we thank God for you and you and you. So again, we appreciate each and every person that has decided to log on and uh, check us out here today. Well, you know, we try to start every ministry broadcast the same way with the scripture, Psalms 118 and 24. And that scripture reads simply, this is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And uh, the emphasis is on will, because it is a matter of your will. You have to make up in your mind, I'm going to bless God uh, anyway. And uh, the scriptures even tell us, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continue to be in my mouth. And I got to tell you, sometimes that's a little bit easier in verbalizing than indeed. But that's what we want to do. We want to get to that point in our lives that we are praising God in all circumstances, no matter what's going on, that we're making sure we're praising God regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the situation. So just want to encourage you, keep the Lord in in your lips in praise, no matter what's going on. Well, speaking of what's going on, uh, that is the question today. What on earth is going on? It seems like there'll be a lot of business uh, out there happening today, a lot of stuff that's that's going on. And I just want to encourage everybody to, to really kind of be mindful. Um, one of the things that I, I loved about my dear departed grandmother is that she was a woman that was no nonsense, had a great sense of humor, but basically for the most part, especially when we were younger, we saw the no nonsense side because what I didn't realize until I was older is that, you know, she grew up in a time where it was dangerous for for poor people, especially poor people of color, to be too frivolous, to be too carefree, to be uh, too um, la-di-da about what was going on in their lives and especially what was going on around them. It was always about being alert because back in her day, she grew up, she saw lynching. Uh, you know, she saw people, you know, out in the field get bit by snakes. You know, anything could happen to you. So there was always a sense of danger and hazard around people of color and poor people in the time she grew up because, you know, she grew up around uh, right in the, the beginning of the 20th century. I think she was born, if I can remember correctly, in 1918 or something like that. Maybe a little bit further than that. But anyway, bottom line is, is that, uh, you know, you, you had to be alert and be careful. And I would say to you that to some degree, we're in that kind of time right now. You know, Paul told Timothy back two years, uh, two years, <laughs> two thousand years ago, he said that in the latter days, perilous times shall come. Perilous means dangerous. That means hazardous. That means life-threatening. And I'll say to you today that we're in that period. Now, don't get me wrong. Life-threatening doesn't always mean violence to you, like physical, like injury. But I, I would say spiritually, emotionally, and even mentally, we're in a time frame that there's danger all around us because. The prince of the power of the air, our enemy, the devil, Satan, he literally has taken over the airwaves. Literally. You look all around us, the airwaves are dominated by people who are not people of faith, people who are not godly people, people in many cases who are not, they're not in the best interest of the populace in mind. It's about money, it's about greed, and it's about propaganda, uh, perpetuating a message designed to 
trick people, designed to move people in different directions, manipulate people, and to guide them in a way that ultimately moves them away from God and towards uh, what they want, which is eventually this new world order that is going to take over the entire world and set up the return of our Lord and Savior, Mighty Yahashua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. Now, I find that oftentimes that, I don't know about you, but this kind of, sometimes it's kind of scary <laughs> to think about the end times because when we read in the Bible, you know, it's a really horrific time. You know, we talk about bloodshed. We talk about uh, the things that are happening to people which are so devastating, so beyond the pale of what we even see today. But in all the aspects of us trying to encourage you, I'm speaking as ministers of the gospel, we want to encourage you. We want you not to be scary, but we also want you to be dumb and stupid. <laughs> Uh, we, we want you to, as the phrase came out about 10 years ago, maybe soon that you got to stay woke. Maybe it's not 10 years, maybe it's less than that. But the bottom line is, everybody was talking about being woke. But what I want to tell you is that Mari Yahashua HaMashiach, Jesus was the Christ. He was talking about being woke 2,000 years ago. So it ain't nothing new. This is this is not something that was created by Black Lives Matter. This is not something that's created by liberal uh, think tanks. This is not something that is created by college students. Mari Yahashua HaMashiach one of the baddest millennial men ever to walk the planet. He told the people back then, hey, I'm speaking in plain English, don't go for the okie doke. So be alert. Pay attention to what's going on. And later his disciples said the same thing. So that's why I want to encourage you today because actually again, oftentimes I'll admit, even me myself, as I'm going through this reboot, and many of you out there who are listening, no matter what age you are, you're trying to be better and, and to improve yourself. So you, you're listening to these different gurus and master classes. And again, nothing wrong with that. I'm not throwing any shade on that. However, the ultimate master class is found in the words of Yahweh. In the written, as like they say, the text, the scrolls. We, we already have a, a master class that's available to us at no charge. And at our own convenience, because you can pick up the word of God at any time. And if you tell me, well, brother, I can't understand it. Well, the two things we can do to help ourselves do that. Number one, we can ask God uh, that, that his spirit would empower us to understand his word. And number two, I mean, if you want to just keep it in the, in the, on the real, you can go to and get an app. And the app will give you 20-some different translations of the Bible. I think, no, excuse me, Lord have mercy, more than that. 50 or 60 translations, including about 20 or more in English. Even some called God's words translation, the message Bible. It's it's like just like I'm talking to you now, that's how it, it interprets the scriptures and shows it to you. So, you know, anyway, I'm not trying to scold anybody, but I'm just saying, let's keep it real. You know, we need to go ahead and just read the Bible. That's our master class. Praise the Lord. So uh just want to encourage you again to be woke, stay alert, <laughs> don't go for the okie doke. Okay. Um, let me read you a scripture again. These and this is going back back in the day. So this idea of, like I say again, being alert and, and being hip to what's going on, this ain't new. Let me read you the scriptures right here. Let's go into the book of Mark. And this is, because I always like to go to the template. And that's why I call Mari Yahashua HaMashiach. I hope he likes the nickname. I call him the template because he's the standard bearer on how we as human beings, as his followers, should be going about our business. And that's, why, that's one of the reasons why he came here. Not only did he come to save us from our sins, and when I say save us from our sins, move us from... A, a, a walking in death to be able to walk in life to now have in front of us 
the idea of going to heaven and being with him and being with God and you know getting away from all this stuff, but more importantly, how to operate in the earth where the enemy has dominion over the situation, but yet we are an army that's occupying. So, Lord, so this is how this is how an enemy who occupies enemy territory, excuse me, how a, a, someone who occupies enemy territory works. He said they gotta stay alert. Uh, let's go here to Mark. Um, it is uh, let's make sure I have it here. It is Mark. 14 verses 37 to 38. So give you kind of backstory what's going on. Mari Yahashua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, the, the ultimate millennial man is now faced with the very reason on why he has come to the earth. He is now faced with death on the cross, but with a guaranteed resurrection from the dead. But he has to first die and go through the pain of one of the most horrific ways to die upon the earth, uh, crucifixion. So now remember early in scripture, he already told the people, hey, I come here to die. That's what I come for. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the lamb of God, the sacrifice, ultimate sacrifice for sin once and forever. But now, remember, he's both man and God. The man part of him, the flesh goes, uh-oh, <laughs> I don't really want any part of this because this means pain. For those of you who are like me who are you know, involved in sports and like even sports themed movies, remember back in the day, the Rocky series of movies i think it was rocky three rocky had to face a, a ferocious enemy called clubber lang which was played by mr t and one of the reporters were asking him during the sequence of the movie you know the expectations <laughs> for the fight and clubber lang looked into the the camera and said pain mike tyson a real ferocious man back in the day when he was at his peak he was an animal he said i come to Kill a man, take his soul, destroy him, match up his children. Well, guess what? We actually have a real life enemy like that, a spiritual enemy called Satan, Beelzebub, the devil. That's his. That's his thing. He actually wants to kill us because we are children of God. And so he's going to attack the flesh. He's going to attack this body because the body doesn't really like discomfort or pain. And so, Mighty Yahushua Hamashiach, Jesus Christ, was no different. Than any man, he had a real live body. So now the body part of him, realizing the pain, realizing the shame of having to, uh, you know, as a man, a Hebrew man, having to be stripped down and publicly uh, shown and to be spat on by the very people that he came to say all this stuff. The body said, "Ah, I really don't want to do this." So now he takes the disciples because he says, "I." I have a way to combat this. And the way I have to combat this is I have to pray. How many people know that that's our number one assault against the enemy when he comes against us? We have to pray. Don't get me wrong. It's good to talk to people that we know, friends. It's good to have you know, your partners, accountability partners, prayer partners. But the bottom line is you and I, when things jump off, we have to pray. And Jesus understood this. He said, oh, my flesh, my body is not really feeling this. Because of, this is this is rough. I'm going to have to go pray. So he said he took a couple of his disciples with him. And that's how we do. We take our boys or we take our homegirls or whatever you want to call them, babe, boo, BFFs. And we, we, we kind of, you know, kind of go off in that spot. Or at least we have them say, hey, come with me for a minute. I got to go off a little bit. You know, y'all kind of watch everything, you know, because I got to kind of be out of pocket for a minute. So you just kind of watch my affairs while I'm out of pocket. So this is kind of what Jesus is saying here. The disciples, he takes them up into this secluded place. And he went to pray. And when he came back from praying, 
he found the disciples sleeping. This is what it says in Mark 14, 37 through 38. Then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And may the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. So Jesus now dealing with the situation of praying to go uh, to the cross. And he told him, he said, listen, he comes out and he's been praying so intently. As a matter of fact, the Bible says they prayed to the point where he began to sweat. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I can't think of an occasion. I a little close where I kind of wept, but to the point where I'm praying so hard and so long, I'm sweating. So you that lets you know the intensity of what Jesus was about to faith, which was taking on the sins of all mankind onto his physical body. And to be beaten and bruised his physical body. So he prayed. Why? Because he knew he had to do it. He had to go through it. He couldn't get around it. He came to the earth for that purpose. But what he realized is the physical body, the mindset, even some degree the heart is not like the spirit. It is weakened. So in order to fortify it, we must fortify it from the inside out. The spirit must take its will and overpower the will of the flesh and the will even the thoughts of the mind. That's why he said to the disciples, you have to not, you have to watch and pray. So let's break that down for a second. First of all, you have to be aware of what is going on around you. <laughs> you have to be aware of what is happening in society, what is happening in your neighborhood, what is happening even on your job, what's happening in your churches. You have to watch and look and be observant. You have to ask the Lord for discernment. And discernment is the fancy way of saying, asking God to give you wisdom to see between the lines. I should say to read between the lines. Be able to hear the unsaid, to be able to see the unseen. That's discernment. See, discernment is, a, is, is beyond, just like I said, the normal sight and hearing. It's asking God to now, for, for a moment in time, whatever that is, is to now give you what's in you, to unleash the God in you so that you now can look at a thing and see it for what it really is so in this time and day we have to watch and be alert elsewhere speaking of peter he says in the scriptures it says that we need to be sober we need to be vigilant why because our enemy goes about like a roaring lion seeking to devour whomever he said well he didn't say he's looking to kind of pat him on the back he's not looking to say scratch him a little bit devour him consume him so first thing we got to do is, is in this scripture, Jesus is telling us how to deal with the, the difficult times in our lives and the time that we're in. We're getting more and more evil by the day. He said, first of all, I got to watch, look around, check out your surroundings, understand, you know, what is going on. And number two, understand who your enemy really is. See, we have a tendency. Uh, one of the things that struck me recently is the story that's going on about uh, Ariel the mermaid. First of all, we, we bought some people. We getting fired up over a fictional character. It's a cartoon, basically. Okay, This is a fictional character. It's not even a real person. But yet, all over social media, people are going back and forth about uh, white people being mad and saying that somehow Disney's taken away from the character they knew because Ariel is now portrayed as, as a woman of color. Black people mad because white people even thinking and saying that. <laughs> 
and we got this this argument going back and forth about again a fictional character ariel's not real y'all there's no real ariel she's a mermaid which we're not even sure mermaids are even real and you say brother you you're not absolutely sure well not kind of because you know what i get the mark realizes that there are things that we might not be exposed to could be real mermaids could be real but the bottom line the best of our knowledge right now y'all i ain't seen one you haven't seen one and we don't know who ariel is but we're, we're involved in thinking about ariel meanwhile in real life and um i had a guest on my sports show yesterday talking about how they're going to try to minister into this area and help people in jackson mississippi so mississippi one of the poorest states in the u.s jackson the city that ironically uh has you know back to sports jackson state where they're shaking up the world with coach Deion sanders and all that city is besieged with a problem their water is no good so while we're figuring out trying to figure out should it be a black aerial white aerial should her hair be red should it be in dredge we're going back and forth over that and meanwhile there are people in the usa the wealthiest nation in the world a relatively i know it's not a huge city but it's a, it's a well-known city the, the people can't drink the water where's the energy about that where's the where's the angst about that where's the concern where how did this happen who's being called on the carpet to understand what's happening where's the investigation going with this the other thing that that hit me was it struck me what i just said why jackson mississippi why that city and i find that i'm always a person that looks at timing the timing that seems odd to me it seems odd that the city that houses jackson state we have this man, uh, uh, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders. We knew him was playing football at prime time. You know, a guy that was electric on the field and off, a guy who was all about the bling, about the excitement, who now God has transitioned in his older years to be, he's still, he's still prime now, but a guy that now is concerned and using the energy and, and the flash and the pop and the marketing genius that made him uh, – legendary in his time of playing now he's using this to bring light to hbcus which is, stands for historically black colleges and universities that were built by people of color many of them ex-slaves from scratch they had help from white people absolutely but basically built their own institutions and Dion was saying is saying he's went there and said i want to to elevate from whence i came i'm a man of color so i want to elevate that of what African-Americans built. And he's brought this excitement about now wanting to do all things in black colleges. And now even to some degree, threatening the power structure and money, refusing to say, I'm not going to go play in this particular bowl game. And even though it's, 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 it's done by the black colleges, he said, because I don't want to disrupt my schedule like that. And it doesn't pay anything. It doesn't pay enough. I can make more money having the game here at our stadium, we can put 50, 60,000 people, have that money recirculate back to our stadium. See, and I just wonder in my mind, maybe I'm too much of a conspiracy buff, but it's odd to me the timing of the water going bad in Jackson with all this attention, people trying to come to Jackson, see Jackson State, see their football, see the excitement there, see black excellence, and all of a sudden, the water no good. And it's not, and before you think I'm going off on a racial rant, it's more than that. It's more than that. It is exactly what Paul wrote to the Ephesians. He said this, put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. The enemy is not the white man. The enemy is not the black man. The enemy is not the yellow man or the brown man. The enemy is the, the spirit of evil and darkness in people that might happen to be white or brown or yellow or red. You see, because while we're tripping, thinking it's somebody of a different color, I have to tell you, when this new world order comes, you're going to see it's got nothing to do with color because the whole world is going to be under one governmental situation. It got nothing to do with color. This has to do with evil people inspired by the very minions of Satan himself trying to destroy the handiwork of God. And until you and I get past tripping over just a racial thing, over to some degree, just an economic thing or country thing, we're always going to go for this okey-doke and let us ourselves be distracted by these minor issues and not see the truth of what's really going on. So I want to encourage you today is, hey, don't get me wrong, it's, 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 you can talk about Ariel, the mermaid, and this and that, because there, there are some, some racial overtones clearly involved in this. But don't go so far down the rabbit hole that you don't see the real stuff that's affecting real people in real time. You look at all this transfer of wealth. Wealthy people are getting wealthier. I'm not hating, I hating on wealthy people at all. But what I tell people, a lot of people that we hold up as Denzians and great uh, achievers in business, hey, the realities are is they had people behind them to try to move them in a position to destroy thousands of people. You look at places like Amazon, they have destroyed the livelihoods of thousands of people. And I, mean, I buy stuff from Amazon myself, but at the end of the day, we, we can try to talk about Jeff Bezos. And, and again, I'm not trying to say the guy was, was, was not a skilled businessman, but a lot of stuff that he got is because the laws were skewed to do what he did. And he got investment into the business when it technically didn't make sense. So what you mean, brother? Amazon lost money for years. That's not normally a good business model that you want to invest, right? I mean, we can't do that. The average guy can't go to a bank and say, hey, good news. Yeah, I got a long-term plan 15, 20 years down the road, but for the first five, seven, eight, nine, 10 years, I ain't gonna make any money. You go go try that right now. 99% of banks will tell you, sir, ma'am, you need to go ahead and find yourself to the exit. The internet itself, online shopping. The reason why it did so well, because guess what? Until, until a few years ago, you didn't have to pay tax at the beginning. So of course, why would you go to the store and buy item a big ticket item, you know, even a small ticket item, $100, your tax is 7%, when you got to pay the tax. <laughs> Think about this. When they have the, the tax, uh, what do you call it? Before they go back to school, when they have the kind of release of the tax, not to pay tax, the stores are jam-packed. Regular walk-in stores, no internet, just regular walk-in stores. Why are they jam-packed? Because the people ain't paying tax. <laughs> this is not brain surgery, folks. Don't go for the okey-doke. Yes, we want to praise, give honor and praise and honor to who was due. But understand a lot of things that are going on in this world, they have a larger, more insidious behind the scenes uh, push that's trying to destroy not just black people, not just American people, but people in the whole world. And what I'm telling to you is, yes, be concerned about racial issues because they are real. But understand that behind that is something even more insidious and more deadly.
and that is evil at its core. So I just want to tell you, come watch, and then remember, last but not least, the biggest thing is that once you see what's up, once the Lord lets you through discernment, peep in and see what's going on, you got to pray. And, and I'm just telling you, because I have to get back to it. It's not just like the little prayer we do in the morning, and evening, oh Lord, God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Give me safe traveling journey back and forth to my job. That's all I'm saying not to, you got to do that. But at some point we have to ask God to help in a bigger context, in a bigger construct. Lord, we have to get our mind on souls being saved. We have to ask God to help in our families. We have to ask God that we, because some of us, hey, we got families, you got rough riders in the family. They're doing all kinds of stuff. We have to ask God and continue to ask God. Even when the answer doesn't come right away, I don't care if they're 5, 10, 15, 20 years into crazy living. We have to continue to pray and ask God to have mercy and to deliver them. We have to ask God to put people in place that are in our government that are have the best interest of the populace at heart, that God will would bind up the minds and hearts of those people that we vote in office, that they would be able to resist the temptation. Because remember what it said. It said uh, the temptation. Jesus said this. He said, you pray lest you enter into temptation. Because guess what? We all get tempted. And if you and I are not praying, you're thinking, oh, I don't go for that. I'm going to tell you something right now. What's the old story? Everybody got a price? You think, oh, not me, bro. Okay. <laughs> okay. You believe that if you want. <laughs> you can think that, especially when you're younger because you're thinking, I'm bulletproof. I'm I'm, I'm impossible. It ain't going to get to me. If you don't pray, if you don't consistently seek God, in fact, you will get God. <laughs> Take it from one who knows. Because you barely get through the, the situation if you do pray. <laughs> That's how fierce this is. So as I close right now, I just want to encourage you to watch and pray. And my grandma used to tell me, do you remember, it said watch first. So what I'm saying is be alert first. And then once you see what's going on, go to the Lord in prayer. And here's the bottom line. Let's not be scary. Because the Lord said, I don't want, I'm not telling you this to scare you. I'm telling this that you might have some confidence. You might be able to flex when stuff go on. Understand this one thing. Greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. He said, you're more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. So I ain't telling you this to be scared. I'm telling you this to, hey, when you see it, you can get, oh, get a little nervous. But let that nervous get off you immediately as you pray and ask God to help you. And then you will find out that you have the resources internally. And then whatever you and I don't have, God, will, uh, he'll drop it down. And sometimes it might be we don't have to do nothing. God says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. All right, guys, hopefully you have enjoyed this broadcast today and that the Lord has brought some wisdom and understanding for you in this last day that we're in. Understand that we have to watch and pray. We got to be alert. And then once we see what's going on, we have to pray in an understanding that God answers prayers, that our prayers are not in vain. Everybody, if you want to find out more about me, you can contact me anywhere on social media. I said, follow me on social media at Minister J Sims. That's Minister, the letter J, followed by S I M M. You can send me an email directly at helpchurches at gmail.com. You also can call us on our virtual uh, phone line, which is 678 304 8121. Or you can simply call me on the cell. Hit me up at 678 678- 410-9833. I'll be more than happy to help you in any way I can. Or you also can text me at that number as well. Well, before I get off the air, you know, guys, I got to ask you the question. Do you know Jesus Christ is your personal savior? I'm going to say to you, please, man, please, sir, if you don't get to know him today, why? Nobody loves you like Jesus. 
Nobody, not your bae, not your boo, not your BFF, not your auntie, not your grandmom and them. Nobody. Why? Because he made you, he loved you, and he did the ultimate. He died for you, but he just didn't do that. He rose from the dead. And when he did, he had two wonderful things he now can present to us absolutely free. If you repent of your sins and believe that Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead, two great things happen. Number one, you become a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. And number two, you become an adoptive child of God with all the rights therein. What that means is that now, you and I can go to God, the creator of everything seen and unseen, master of the universe, and approach him like a, a loving parent. With anything that you desire or need, go to him and pray, ask him for it, and according to his will, he'll give it to you. And number two, if and when you die, you go to that wonderful place called heaven where there's none of the following, no pandemic, no pain, no bad people anywhere, every single building adorned with the most spectacular jewels, a street paved with a gold that's so pure it's translucent, and you avoid that unhappy place called hell where all the things that are in heaven won't be there. Bad, stinky people, and most of all, you cut off from God, Jesus Christ, and the people you love forever and a day. All right, for those of you listening to WIGO 1570, please stay tuned, locked in to Eli Smith and all the great gospel music that's going on on the station. And uh, please, for those of you watching on replay or podcast on demand, hey, just keep doing it. And remember, wherever you are, whatever time it is, God bless you and have a wonderful rest of your day. So long now.